Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. This story comes from Holy Trust, who says, Am I the a-hole for telling my fiancé that my friend's trauma is more important than her comfort? And just a warning before we do get into this story, it does contain parental death and mental health issues. My best friend lost a parent a year and a half ago, which led him to a mental health crisis. Our friend group had been picking up the pieces ever since. He's doing much better now that he's in therapy, but he's definitely gone through it. What has complicated matters worse is my fiance. It goes without saying that I love her, but she is the definition of a busybody sometimes. My best friend is a very private person. She knows something happened with him, but she doesn't know the details of what that something is. She probably never will, but because she's around me and my friends, often as my fiance and I live in the same house, she hears bits and pieces of the story and presses for more information. I try to circumvent this as best as I can. For example, I step out of the room for specific phone conversations, but still, it's hard to limit the discussion about it sometimes. If it's necessary, we bring it up and and she's around in person. We'll refer to the Nolan situation without giving specifics. Nolan will stop by at my place at night when he can't sleep. This doesn't happen all that often, maybe twice a month. He texts me or call me saying that he's outside. I go sit with him and maybe smoke a little bit and then he'll head home. I wait up until I know he got home safely and I go back to sleep. My fiance hates this. She claims the phone calls always wake her up. They don't. She just sometimes happens to wake up for the bathroom while I'm outside and that me not being in bed is alarming. This brings us to last night. Nolan stopped by and when I came back inside, my fiance said she was putting a stop to it. She said all the sneaking around is making her paranoid. She doesn't feel like she can properly trust me or be a part of my friend group without knowing the details and that Nolan needs to stop relying on me so much. I told her that no matter whether we're married, dating, whatever, she will never have any ownership over my friend's trauma and that she was never going to be able to order me around in regards to it. I also said her comfort was less important than someone's actual physical well-being. She was obviously hurt by this and went to stay with her mum after work today. Am I the a-hole? Edit. She knows Nolan lost a parent. She doesn't know the aftermath beyond the statement he had a mental health crisis. Yes, he has specifically asked me not to tell her. Edit 2. This is not something we talk about constantly in front of her. I'm giving examples that happened over the past year and a half. Also, Nolan sees a therapist. He comes to my place to hang out. And there was a lot of additional information which was coming out in the comments. So, one comment asked, what exactly has she asked him? OP says, he had a very negative reaction towards her asking for more information about how he was doing. Once when she did it directly to his face and once when I told him she was asking to gauge his comfort levels with what I told her. 
Like I said, he is intensely private and feels it is none of her business. He hates feeling pitied and hates the topic of being brought up without him being the one to initiate it. There's only so many, oh, how are you doing since, what happened, questions can get before it becomes tiresome. He says no one wants a real answer anyway. Another commenter says, is it possible she thinks he is a danger to himself or others, especially if she doesn't know what is happening? Opie responds, hmm, maybe. He hasn't always been the kindest towards her, thanks to this situation and how she's responded to it. So she could possibly think he's a danger. She has never brought that up to me though. And it didn't come up in our conversation last night. He's never hostile, but I wouldn't say he was overly warm to people upon first meeting them. It's nothing personal, it's just his nature. Now he's slightly more guarded. Background on fiance and Nolan. I've known Nolan since we were 15. I've been with my fiance around two years now. We've been engaged for a majority of these two years. For reference, we got engaged about a month before Nolan's dad passed. At the time, he and I were both pretty consistently busy. He also isn't one of those people who jumps into friendships quickly, so they didn't see much of one another prior to what happened. And afterwards, they just weren't a good match personality-wise. It was a spur-of-the-moment engagement. No ring or anything until later. We currently have no plans to get married anytime soon. We have the means for a wedding, it's just not on our priority list right now. Then some more additional information comes out and says, The power of attorney I have over him doesn't go into effect unless there are certain circumstances. His parents died suddenly and it spooked him into getting his stuff in order. I have no tie to his finances right now and wouldn't want to. Yes, I've explained like I did here. That he was having a mental health crisis and needed support. I also helped him with some law stuff regarding he and I a living will, me becoming a springing power of attorney, things like that he was desperate to get in order. But I didn't go into detail about that other than Nolan needs my help with law stuff. That's about as much as she knows. Someone asks, is the power of attorney recent? And Opie responds and says, it was not recent, no. It's been months since it happened. He is okay, but I understand your concern. It scared the crap out of me at the time he first asked, and we had extensive conversation about why. A commenter sort of makes a good point to OP and says, Mate, power of attorney is one of the primary documents we used to have to draw up for same-sex couples before marriage was legal in the US. That's not something you just do without telling your fiancé. Your roommate, sure, but not your life partner. You sound young, so maybe you don't realize the importance of what you signed, but you need to know that it's so much more than just a precautionary measure. OP responds to that and says, Thank you for your advice. I do understand the gravity of it. It wasn't a decision made lightly. It doesn't go into effect unless Nolan is unable to make decisions for himself and is a precautionary measure he chose to take after his parents passed suddenly. The chances of it being something I have to take over soon are, thankfully, very slim. Someone says, have you told Nolan that his secretive phone calls and late night visits upset your fiance? Opie responds and says, I've told him she was paranoid over the whole thing and that she doesn't believe me when I say I'm just helping him out. He has his own opinions on how bizarre it is that she doesn't believe me considering she can see his car in the driveway, but yes, we're both confused over why she wants more details than Nolan is struggling with his mental health. Then there was one more comment who says, Nolan is using you for support. You're his friend and it's great that you're there for him, but he is using you for support in an unhealthy way. It's unhealthy because it is causing problems for you and it's becoming consistent. It's unfair of him to continue to use you without being considerate of what it is costing you. 
Either he needs to find a better way to get the support he needs or he needs to be willing to explain himself to some degree. To be clear, you are right. It isn't your story to tell, but Nolan needs to recognize the problem being created here. An OP responds saying, if it was uncomfortable for me or it was costing me in a way that was truly damaging, I would tell him. I personally don't think it's healthy to start looking at the support we seek from others as burdensome. That's a slippery slope towards no longer asking for help. He's also in therapy, so I'm not some kind of therapist stand-in. If it was the case, I would definitely tell him straight up that he needs to get help and that I couldn't be it. And I don't think we'll cover any additional comments on that because a lot of the questions that was in my head anyway were being answered in that post. But I just tell you that OP was voted you're the a-hole on that particular post. So then OP updates their post and says, since my first post, I've had three conversations with my fiance relating to this topic. The first didn't go well. I still had a lot of walls up that didn't allow me to engage properly. I didn't get angry. I just didn't say much at all. My fiance told me what a lot already had assumed. She didn't feel like a priority. She was hurt by my comment and my actions. She gave me specifics on what needed to change if we were to continue. I told her I needed time and she went back to her parents' house for the night. I took this night alone to truly think over the things she had requested. No more late night visits and other harsh boundaries being put into place and tried to imagine a life where that happened. The second conversation was much more impactful. I took feedback I was given here, which mainly centered around honesty and apologies. I told her that I was sorry for waking her up and for not treating her how a fiancé should. I also told her I was sorry I hadn't been prioritizing her, but that I couldn't, at least not in the top number one spot. The gist of my side was this. My life partner, in a lot of ways, has already been chosen. It might change in the future, but as of right now, my friendship is the most important relationship in my life. He isn't just like family to me. He is family to me. That goes beyond just the two of us. His little brother is my little brother. My mum and dad have all but officially adopted them into our family and vice versa. Our lives are intrinsically enmeshed and have been since we were 15. I had been doing a disservice to her by pretending that I could put anyone else over this familial unit that has already been built. This conversation was difficult for us both. We cried together, we attempted to compromise, but the truth of it all boiled down to, if he needs me, or even just wants me, I'm going to do everything reasonably in my power to be there. We again took the night for ourselves to process. And that leads us to the final conversation, which was about our future. She told me she had known the end was coming, had begun to accept it long before our conversation and i agreed we're also planning a move just out party between just us two where we try to have fun with it and reconnect as friends she told me in customary breakup fashion that she's going to cut bangs in my bathroom at some point during this planned night so was i the a-hole for saying that my friend's trauma was more important than her comfort yeah i was not only because it was harsh but because i didn't say it sooner so she could make an informed decision about whether it was a life she wanted or not. Now she gets that, I feel gracious and humbled by her forgiveness and understanding, and thankful to the commenters who provided insight. ETA, no, I'm not planning any more romantic relationships for a while. Two, my number one priority is Nolan, not my entire family. He and I are the familial unit I refer to. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Someone asks OP and says, you have to make sure to tell your next partner they will never be number one in your life. And OP says relationships are very much on the back burner for me right now and for at least the next few years, I assume. After some soul searching following this situation, I've come to realize that I don't have the space in my life for a romantic partner, the way some people do. I don't yearn for intimacy because I already have it. My emotional needs are already being met and I feel fulfilled. If that changes, then I might pursue something. Until then, I'm all good here. Someone says, remember that romantic does not have to mean sexual. Opie says, this is very true. I'm pretty open to anything in both regards. Romance and sexuality are not rigid for me. Opie responds to those who tell him he needs to set boundaries with Nolan for both of their healths. And Opie says, I'm genuinely fascinated by this point of view. We do have other friends and boundaries with one another. Two people choosing to share their lives together and not actively pursuing romantic relationships doesn't automatically lean towards something unhealthy, at least from my perspective. I think it's all just about how people want to live their lives and different priorities, but I seem to be in the minority here. There is only so much about my friendship with him I can include here, and this update post was largely centered around what happened with my ex-fiancé. Why would I list boundaries I have with my friend that are unrelated to the single conflict I posted about? In my eyes, he didn't sabotage anything. I chose my priorities. They were out of line with what was required for a romantic relationship. And I'm now out of that relationship. The value of said relationship is relative. I hope Jess and I remain close friends, but I feel relieved to be rid of extra pressures when I wanted to live my life one way and she wanted something else. I have a therapist and I wish to God there was no am I the a-hole character limit so I could fit in all my repeated comments in the original post does not trauma dump on me we talk like normal people do he sees a therapist regularly i've known him since we were 15 and we're 25 now someone says dude why get engaged in the first place opie says the engagement was a spur of the moment event when i had been drinking i wouldn't say it's something i regret because i think both she and i knew it wasn't a marriage is right around the corner let's start planning now situation I mostly just regret not having an honest conversation with her up front about the different places people took up in my life. That was a huge mistake on my end. Someone says, are you attracted to Nolan? Opie responds says, reflecting on how we first met, it was basically just me trying to manifest an excuse to talk to the cool tall boy I saw. And then I actually got that excuse and invited him over to my house during our first conversation. So I certainly think he is nice to look at and particularly nice to spend time with. I don't typically think that hard about my interactions with most men other than him. 
going forward. I'm just letting things happen as they happen at this point. If he and I do move back in together though, I think I'm just going to start telling people we're together no matter what. If he's comfortable with it, of course. There's too many people who don't get that I do not want a romantic relationship in any shape or form going forward outside of this. And if this whole thing has taught me anything, it's that I don't want to be stuck answering questions about my entire life. Lol. Ex-fiance. She's the one that suggested we remain friends. I came into things wanting to be completely honest. Other than that, the ball was in her court. If she wanted to forgive me, never see me again, whatever, that was purely up to her. Will it continue on past her moving out? I don't know. But I do know I'm very glad we're not ending on a totally sour note. One more thought from OP. As I said in other comments, I think I worded the original post wrong because people are assuming I put him on the same level as my parents or siblings and that isn't the case. I honestly think people would have had a more positive reaction if I had said, I've been with Nolan this whole time, jokes on everyone. Then I made a mistake proposing to my fiance. I'm now single and, and can admit I feel emotionally fulfilled by this person. He's my life partner and I chose to share my life with him while also having other friends and family as well who don't fall into that category of intensity. Because half of the responses are, that's so weird, you have to be having sex with the person you put number one in your life. He and I have spoken and are in agreement. He's asked me to come to one of his therapy sessions so we can further discuss and I finally agreed and we set a date to make that happen. Most of the comments on the post I made on my own page, which has since been deleted, were, we don't care about Nolan, we just want to make sure your fiancé is good. But now that I've affirmed that she's okay, we're going our separate ways. It's the opposite. I don't know. The update was focused on her for a reason. Holy moly, I'm just getting huge vibes and so were some of the comments below about the art room story. Does anyone remember that one? My word. Now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. This story comes from Sunkiss Melancholy who says, Is he possibly cheating or am I being unreasonable? I, 24 female, and my husband, male 29, have been married for one and a half years. He has never ever given me a reason to doubt his fidelity. The thought of infidelity on his part has never even crossed my mind until today. Having finished cleaning up after a dinner party with friends, we were sat on the couch just talking when I asked him for the time. He showed me his phone and just at that moment he received a whatsapp message the notification appeared showing an unsaved number with a profile picture of a girl wearing a really low cleavage blouse seeing the message notification too he takes back his phone and clicks into a different whatsapp message instead which he shows me and starts speaking on i of course remain stuck on the weird notification and so i ask him what was that message just there to which he responds a men's group chat from work it's a random profile picture I did not choose the picture, I was simply added to the group. I then asked him if I can see the group chat and he refuses. This to me raises alarm bells, so I ask again twice. Each time he refuses to let me see the chat. I ask why he's refusing and he counters by asking me why I want to see the chat. I explain calmly and in an amicable tone that I found the notification very odd. Unsaved number, beautiful girl in revealing clothing, refusing to show me the supposed work group chat. I get up to leave after his refusing to show me the group chat for the third or fourth time, except that I'm overcome by the urge to take his phone off the couch armrest where he'd put it down, and so I do. I take the phone, but as I'm about to open the chat in question, he grabs the phone back out of my hands. 
though we are both still speaking very calmly, he's now upset with me. He's upset that I would grab his phone and, and reminds me this is not what we do, go through each other's phones. He's rather upset saying that I should trust his word because he explained what the notification was slash why it looks weird. And that his explanation should have been enough seeing as I'm supposed to trust him. He's offended that I would even ask to see the chat. He then goes on to remind me that not only has he never given me a reason to doubt him, but also that he has always freely given me access to his phone. This is all true. I even had my face saved on his face recognition setting and his on mine. He continued to refuse to show me the supposed group chat and being shocked, I simply left the room. I'm currently not sure what to think. Did I respond unreasonably? I'm going to start in the comments with SCACH who says, if you were that concerned that you asked him several times to see the chat, it would have been reasonable for him to open it up and say, here you go. See, it's just a group chat from work. All he had to do is show you the chat with multiple participants, not even let you read the actual conversations. The fact that he refused, even though you were upset and then turned the tables on you for not trusting him is very suspicious. If the positions were reversed and you received a message from an unknown number with a pic of a shirtless ripped male, I'm sure he would have had the exact same reaction as you. Honestly, this is very concerning behavior. Georgia says he gives you free access to his phone. Give it, my dude. But he didn't do that, did he? He deflected. He tried shaming you. He declared himself offended. He gaslighted you flat out with the, I give you free access to my phone, when he was standing right there refusing to let you see it. Yeah. Something's up. Airport says that's not a group chat. It's a direct WhatsApp message from a purposely unsaved number. If it's a men's group chat, he most likely wouldn't have any unsaved friends slash colleagues inside. If you've already seen that profile photo, he has nothing to hide. He shouldn't have any issues showing you the chat. It's most likely he's cheating. I'm sorry. Even if and it's really a group chat, he probably participated in something unsavory inside and that's why he cannot show you. Either way, it's lying and cheating. And one more comment from Limp Outcome who says, yeah, the fact that he refused to show you his phone he is of course deleted by now, but my thought, in my 20s, I would spend hours, days and weeks trying to catch my cheating boyfriend cheating. What a waste of my freaking time. I suggest spending more time getting your ducks in a row for yourself as trying to catch him is only going to be a poor waste of your time. He's only going to get better at hiding stuff or infidelity if that is really is what's going on. And honestly, Hounding someone who supposedly loves you is such a poor waste of your precious time and youth. Take this time now to live your life the way you want and move him to your background. Honestly, seeing his WhatsApp and how he is acting, consider this a blessing. Edited to say, consider this a blessing in disguise. Now, obviously we've covered, I don't know how many infidelity stories in the past now and, and the clues are all there to go down one of those stories but we've also had stories in the past where it certainly looked like cheating you know people hiding text messages blah 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 and it hasn't been in the end there's been something completely else so i'm always on the edge with these kind of posts obviously i certainly hope it isn't because seeing a relationship absolutely get torn apart isn't great even though it's causing insecurities at the moment because they're not showing each other messages blah 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 should they i don't know but the usual telltale clues are all there at the moment, aren't they? So let's move on to Opie's first update to see what it says. Hi everyone, thank you for your responses. We still have guests staying over at our place. After the initial conversation, I left and went to stay with the guests in the guest room. They're my girlfriend, so this wasn't particularly weird. It was their last night too, so we stayed up talking. I didn't mention anything to them, but I also haven't spoken to him since. The guests leave later this evening. 
Before then, we'll be out and about. I don't think I'll have a chance to speak to him or address this again until the guests have left. To clear up a few things, I also suspect cheating. I know exactly what it is looking like. But yes, I was wondering if me grabbing the phone was unwarranted slash exaggerated and in fact a breach of trust in my part. I do not go through people's phones on principle. I've never done it and I do feel like I have violated his privacy for doing that. I've also realized after reading your responses that worrying about having breached his privacy is precisely what he wanted and it's an attempt to turn it all back on me to distract me from the main issue. I'll come back with another update once I've addressed it with him. And then OP gives us their final update and says, I've asked him to show me the chat one more time. He accepted immediately this time. I was worried that this meant the evidence would be deleted, but he handed me the phone and it was all there. I saw the group chat with the same profile picture called men's group, but in the language of the country. In the group chat, I saw the initial message notification I had seen, with the number still unsaved. It was in fact a Spotify link he had said. The timestamp is correct. He scrolled all the way up when he was added to the group, which does correspond to when he started at the new workplace. He took out his work laptop and went through the work email contacts to show me that the few contacts he has saved did correspond with the names of the colleagues in the group. I got pretty annoyed if I'm honest. I'm extremely relieved, but God, he could have spared me and you all the turmoil. I asked why he has been so damn secretive about everything then. It turns out he had a group chat with my childhood friends and they were planning a surprise for me. Surprise semi-ruined now, lol. Oops. You might all wonder why on earth I didn't think of that so close to Christmas, and that would be because we do not celebrate Christmas. Anyway, false alarm, thank God. Apologies for bringing you all on this roller coaster with me. For what it's worth, you all help me stay very calm and level-headed through the hours. If some of you are wondering why I did not turn to friends and family for advice, the answer is simply that I had no proof myself. I was unsure and confused by the situation, but still wanted to hear someone else's thoughts on the matter. The thing with relationships I find is that sometimes when you tell friends and family about conflict, you might then forgive him, but they might not. I try to avoid sharing our conflict and seeking advice unless slash until it is blatantly obvious that one of us is in the wrong. He's close to my friends and family, and I'm careful not to ruin his image in their eyes unless it is really warranted. Anyway, Thanks everyone for your patience, for your advice, and for your companionship. And I think it's fair to say that in the comments below that update, people were still like suspicious why he didn't show the initial post straight away if you know he's going to show it later. That somehow the original chat has been hidden or there was something else and people were labeling it just like unnecessary drama. But... What do you guys make of this situation? If you was in Opie's husband's position, would you reveal that phone straight away? Possibly spoiling that surprise, of course, or would you have went down the road that they did? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. It truly does mean the world absolutely blown away by your support please never ever forget that and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com